Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people all over the world, welcome to another episode of TBH, aka Tyler Bryan Hour, aka TBR. I'm your co-host, Beard, aka Brian, aka Prince, aka Prince Vegeta without the hating. I'm gonna pass it to my boy, my brethren, man's and MTTL. You wanna say something to the people? What up though? Here's your co-host, Tyler Libra, aka TTL, aka Libra Hendrix. Um, we are gathered here, brought to you in part by January 2nd of 2023. Um, crazy, happy new year, so Everybody, happy holidays, all that, this, that, and third. I hope you guys have very safe um, holidays with your family, friends. And um, I hope every, I hope nothing but peace, tranquility, and positivity throughout your journey throughout 2023. So uh, let's get to it. So, so to explain where we've been, should we pod for real or what? Hmm. Cause we could express how like why there was a hiatus, but we could also be vague too. I don't know what today going how it is. It's kind of a kind of a chill day. I I, I kind of just want I kind of just want to be vague about it. Uh, we just been on bullshit, really. Honestly, at least I have on my part. And um, you know, I've had things happen that you know I just needed to take care of, and with this nigga too, vice versa. So I wouldn't even say it was bullshit. I wouldn't. It was. Like I said, on my behalf. Well, because I was just saying, like, to be somewhat transparent, when you said what you said to me, I'm not going to lie, it did kill a little bit of the drive for the podcast. Not the whole podcast, but then it was almost like, I guess it gave me an excuse to rest. You remember what you said? No, I don't even remember what I said. Oh, well, all right. I guess we go and pod for real. Because we might as well give him like an hour or two pod anyway since we ain't been since November 9th. Right. But what you said, because I asked you what you wanted to do for the podcast as far as finances go. And I think something that you could get is a ring light. I definitely think that'll help a lot because we – I'll be trying – to, to make us look not as crazy and colorful as we do, but I got to turn up the brightness and then play with the shadows and all that shit right. and editing. But so I was talking to you about that, and then you said that you wanted to get a studio, which, you know, rightfully so. I mean, I understand not having everybody in your spot. Um, but then you also said that I want to make sure that you're good when I leave, like you was done with the podcast for when uh, you leave for Detroit. Okay. Which we can still technically do the podcast right. when you're in Detroit. So that's why that, that threw me off. And then that kind of killed the drive of not saying doing the podcast, but like really hitting the ground running and making shit shake with the podcast. Because I feel like we're top one in the city. I still feel that way, even with the highest that we took. But that's you know obviously me being biased and things of that nature. But when you said that, it I think it was like more of a, it allowed me to relax because I was tired. I ain't gonna lie. It's a bitch, ladies and gentlemen. Like working a nine to five, then driving downtown and walking up the three flights of stairs, taking 20 minutes to set all this shit up, taking 20 minutes to set all this shit up, set down, do a podcast for an hour, two hours, and then going home to upload it that take two to three hours and going to sleep at three or four o'clock. It was, it was draining. I'm not gonna lie. It was fucking draining. And then when they said all that, it just kind of like everything just hit at once. And I was just like, man, I'll just come back to it when I come back to it. Now, with the hiatus that we took, the the hiatus part was some bullshit because it was like we did take a break. But um, 
it was just really unfortunate because it was like I, I would schedule a day and then Tyler would have some stuff going on and then he'll schedule a day and I have some stuff going on. And then one of those days it did snow kind of crazy. And I was like, I don't want to risk it because my car is not the greatest contraption in the world. But it was just that it, I was, t- I, I was tired. And then like him saying that kind of did kind of like rub me the wrong way. Cause I'm like, well, damn, like, Oh, you ain't just because you like, I don't want it to be misconstrued for the podcast and for you that you have every right blessing, whatever the fuck you want to move to Michigan. I don't want that to be misconstrued at all. All I'm saying is if you do really, all you need is to get a computer or I don't know how good your MacBook is. Just get your, get you a good ass mic and we still could keep this thing running. And actually, quite frankly, it might be even better because one, we could be able to get anywhere, anyone in the world that we want. And then two, I'll be able to be at home and start getting the setup and like editing the videos and all that stuff right away. And then I'll be able to like, cause pretty much I'm freehanding all this stuff. So I'm trying to remember it as I go, but you know, obviously we talk about different things, jump different subjects and back and forth. But like when I'm at home, I'll be able to mark, certain key moments and stuff like like it would just be an easier process and you guys will get videos faster but um yeah so that's where all that happened okay i just want to now that you you know brought that to my attention i just want to say that you know it wasn't anything as far as a subliminal goes i mean it wasn't it wasn't anything as far as like intentional goes you know i was just i just wanted to get that across to you and I'm trying to make something for myself, like as far as like a mindset for myself, like, okay, like I just, I just need, I, I, I definitely need to get something going like this year, you know, for me. Mm-hmm. So like, I wasn't trying to, you know, bash the podcast or I wasn't trying to like, you know, um, put it down in any kind of way. And I don't want that to be misconstrued to you, but obviously it is what it is. And I said what I said. So I apologize for, um, for the way it sounded. So, that's all I really have to say about that. I mean, so you still have intentions of doing the podcast even when you move? Yeah. Okay. All right. Just got to let me get some shit settled real quick. You know? No, I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. Well, my thing was the only reason why I felt any sort of way is never the fact that you're moving. I knew that. Like, that's something I'm I was leaving with. this shit, boy. Like, the only reason I felt some type of way was because you were like, when I come to you and ask you, all right, what are your plans? Because you said you want to like, back the podcast financially. So I'm like, cool. What are your plans? And then you say you want to get a studio. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I see that. I'm not mad at that. But then say, oh, I'm about to leave in a year. And then I want to make sure you're good. I'm like, Nigga, what? That sounds like the like a contradiction <laughs> entirely. Like, to give me a studio that I have to pay monthly, and then you dip and never hear from you again as far as the podcast is concerned. That's where I was like, no, uh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. It's like, them no, things ain't adding up. That's no. the that's the only thing where I was like, yeah, what the f-? And then that's where I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm going to just, <laughs> let me take some days off and then some days led into some weeks. And no, then- no, no. Because, like, the way the way that my mind works is that, like, I I over plan a lot of shit. Like, I overlay a lot of top of, a lot of things on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it be, um, whether it be podcasts, um, friends, family, whatever the case may be, just hanging out or whatever. So, like, how my mind kind of just trumps all that is that like i say shit that sounds like it's uh contradicting itself but at the same time not really thinking about it contradicting if that mm-hmm. makes if that makes sense i'm just thinking as i need to get all this shit done <laughs> you yeah. know like that that that's that's my whole theme that's all my whole mindset as far as like how i go about things how when i'm busy and i know it's not the right 
I know talking about it to someone is it, it sounds crazy as hell, but in my mind it's just like, okay, let me just layer this thing on top of this. Let me get that done, and then as soon as I get done with that, I'm going to focus on this, and then this, that, and the third. So like it, when I when I said that, it wasn't really me, you know, walking away or like just like putting a kibosh on it. It was just me saying like, okay, these things just need to happen, like mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. So it wasn't really. So like it wasn't really anything as far as my intentions go on like quitting this. It was just more of to get my mindset in a mode to where, you know, I got I got I got to put my foot down on something. And even if all that shit was true, like even if it all was true, it wasn't like that. Like there would never be another podcast. It just killed my drive as far as like future endeavors or feeling obligated to be here and knowing that I'm about to spend six hours on this sort of thing. It was just more so like it kind of killed like merch and then trying to get guests and all that stuff. But I mean, we could be back on. I that like me bringing this up wasn't like like a, like a rant or nothing like that. I was just telling the perspective of like where I've been at and stuff like that when it comes to the podcast and then vice versa. Um, well. Might as well get into it since we already are here. I want to talk about 2023 and I want to talk about goals specifically. So we obviously going to talk about individual goals, but what are your, do you have goals for the podcast this year or? Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing that like I, how I always look at goals, no matter what, um, as far as goals go, I really never have any fucking goals. Like, I know that sounds bad as hell and that sounds stupid as hell, but at the same time, like, I, my mindset goes as far as, like, as far as goals go. I just, I do, I do what I can. And if something marvelous or spectacular happens out of this year, then that is what it is. Mm. <laughs> like, like, for real, for real, for real. It's like, my mind, it's like as simple as that. Like, I'm not a big ass, you know, fucking, like, you know, planning out like theoretics person if that makes sense like I, I'm, I'm one of those guys that just i just love i just kind of just love to go with me with that being said has me getting older yes i would like to think about stuff and have goals like a little bit more as i get older and just th- start planning but at the same time you know i feel like if something's going good in my life there's only the only way is up. Like it's not like something like it's not like it's not like something's gonna get bad worse than what it is. You know, at least in, not in my life. Like there's only like there's only good things that can happen if you manifest it and if you have a good positive attitude with everything moving forward. So I never I never really have goals. Like New Year's resolutions, I never really do them. I don't know why it's just, it's just not in me, and I talked to my mom about it too. I was like, you know, I never really have any type of New Year's resolutions, you know, because like I don't like. I think in me is because I don't like planning something. I don't like having goals, and then them goals not happen, and then I'm just like, okay, well, fuck, you know, like, so like, that's yeah, but why are you I, never fearful of like not pushing yourself too? Because I feel like that sounds like more in the middle than anything. I push myself to. In the time when my back is against the wall. But I think the thing with goals is to prevent your back from being against the wall. Or to actually put your back against the wall. That's when I'm at my best, man. 
that's real. That's really when I'm at my best because when, like, I need to actually focus and do shit, like, deep down inside me, like, I that I do the shit. You know, and I don't, I don't give a fuck like how long it takes or whenever it takes. Well, I, I, I damn sure get it done. Like it's just the same way. Like, like, like you probably didn't even notice. I almost didn't graduate. I almost didn't graduate high school, bro. Man, I almost a, got held back. There's a few people that like were kind of on like that shot clock cheese of like the niggas had like a day or something. But you wouldn't expect, you know, a nigga like me. You know, nigga, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, fuck you too, then, nigga. <laughs> well, nigga, I'm talking from Damn. the perspective. I'm talking from the perspective of sophomore, junior year, where like niggas would have a whole second half of class, and then Tyler be like, "Oh, I'm out." Dap you up, and then leave. You're like, "Yo, where you going?" I'm straight up out that bitch. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it was like, if that, if you asked me then, like you didn't expect me to graduate, I was like, "No, nigga, this nigga was gone." But I mean, when it was like that time, like I wasn't surprised. But you hear what I'm saying, though. Yeah, I get you know, what you're as saying. As, well, as far as what that aspect goes, like, like, so, like, I don't, I don't know, because, like, in me, it's like I like a challenge of being in a fucked up position, and I strive to get out of that position as best as I possibly can, you know. But then, with the, doing that, there's nothing wrong with doing that. It's just like, it's like I'm playing catch up most of the time. I don't think that's good to do that to just get your head above water. Right. Like if you're in a fucked up position, you want to get out as far as you can. You want to get as far as away from the water, quicksand, whatever metaphor you want to use. As far as out, you can. And right. I, f- I feel like, like I'll say, because I'm a person that like I like to set goals. Even if I do fail myself, I like aspiring to reach something because I feel like I'm definitely okay with being comfortable if I don't actually try or put that stuff in my head like i i'm the type of person that i have to put in my head so much that i like all right you have to do something about this so i'm gonna put a name on a bullet and at least with the podcast i think i really only have like two goals well i think i want to do like 25 tyler Bryan hours which i feel like that's doable 25 episodes episodes yeah, that's doable that's doable as hell um i think we already blew that out the water last year and then i know i want to do at least 10 rim backs. and then I want 10K. I, I want 10K listeners for the year, which I think is possible. I got to market the podcast better and then make a TikTok, make an Instagram, which I've been thinking about doing. It's just trying to like run all the shit by yourself is kind of a pain in the ass and then trying to upload and make the videos and yada, yada, yada. But <clears throat> that's something I want to shoot for because I feel like it, without a goal or aspiration, I kind of just get complacent. And um, one of the uh, goals that I have for myself that I've kind of set out is uh, I want to make a hundred thousand this year, which I definitely think is doable from the aspect of if I'm, I'm planning to get a new job. So if I get that new job, I could say half of that will come from the jobs that I have the two jobs that I have. If I still work at both, even like if I just work at the one, if I work more there, I, I still think half of it's from that. So basically the other half would have to come from social media and content creation. So whether that be the podcast, whether that be the YouTube channel, whether that be Twitch, I got to make it happen. I got to make it shake. If I'm doing all this stuff and I'm putting all this effort in, um, I want to make it happen. Especially because it's like I want – I feel like that number is going to be a number to where I can live comfortably. I can help people who I fuck with and they need it. And then also I can be free because my thing is like the more I'm learning about my family and my friends, and which I'm going to get to that segment too, um, 
I want to be able to make money to where I could do whatever the fuck I want when I want, but also be there for people and just, just spend time with people. Like I don't want to work like right now. I don't want to work more to not spend time with people. Cause I don't know how long I'm gonna have my people. So I like putting numbers and stuff like that just because I like to look at it. And especially it's like, you never really know how far you can go. So I feel like if you just going with the flow, you're not going to push yourself. Like, Kind of like what Tyler says is like I've been that person a lot, and I think that's what me and Tyler like related on so many levels. It's like I'm definitely a person that my back against the wall. I do thrive and I do uh, do well, but at the same time, I've always been that person that will do well to the point of getting their head above water, and then now I'm chilling. And it's like nigga, you still got a whole torso, leg, stomach, ankles, all like you still got a whole body to get your head above water, right. and you're not. And so now I'm trying to push myself, trying to get out of my comfort zone. I've been far too comfortable with being struggling, which is fucking crazy. Because I, I like, I remember days last year of days where bank account was low, gas was low, stomach was empty in the crib at at the crib, the original crib. And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, I don't never want to feel this again. Like this shit sucks. So I'm gonna do everything in my power that I can to make this content shake. I'm gonna make some shake. Like I said, I'm either gonna make this content shake, or I'm I'm hitting licks. Some something, something's got to give. I, I I just too yo. I'm too old. I'm too old to still feel like this. When there's a million different ways to be out here getting it, and niggas is out here getting it. Million different ways. Bro. Million different ways. Niggas is out here getting it. Um. So I guess you don't have any personal goals then. Just get my mind right. Like I continue to stay doing, man. Just uh, trying to trying to. Break down these old habits, trying to break down this old trauma and build new, build anew, you know, moving forward for my sake, my mama's sake, and hopefully not going with my future, you know, kids or spouses safe sake, mm. you know, like, cause I want to be, I want to be a, before anything, whether it be before money, podcast, photography, anything, bro. I just want to be a good person. I just want to be a I just want to be a helpful person, a lovable person, you know, to you, to anybody. You know, I just want to be that for me first before I could focus on anything else. You know, and that's and that's what, you know, as far as like our hiatus goes, I've been I've just been I've really just been taking time as far just like extra sessions in therapy. Mm. I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm not I'm not playing this year, bro. Like I'm like I'm, I'm like I'm dead ass here. Like I need I need a change like for me, mm. by me. You know, and I'm still on that. Like like I'm like like even me still talking about is like on the verge of like almost like crying in tears because I've seen the shit that I've been through, and I know that I never want to feel that way ever again, ever. Pretty much the same, the same, same thing, except from two different aspects. Yours is financial, mine's is emotional. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, but I still feel the same way. Like I don't feel like, like personally, I could be a lovable person until I put myself in a better situation. It's the reason why, like, wow, this is probably gonna sound nasty, but it's the truth. As far as me internal internal dialogue, I don't know what I want to just internally like. As far as me as a person, I don't think I could date until I get to that situation to where, like, some of my goals are getting my own place, getting a car, 
And just getting stuff that, like, yeah, just security reasons. Like, I don't feel comfortable driving someone else in my car right now. Because, yeah, I don't feel comfortable driving in my car. And it's like, yeah, money is not an issue. And all these women that I met uh, over the past year or so, or, like, I think could be potential, like, girlfriends, wives, whatever. Like, they're all great. I can't say nothing negative about anyone. But at the same time, I, I don't feel comfortable enough, like. To where they they always kind of tell me, like, oh, money's not an issue. Who cares? This, that, and third. I just want to spend time with you, blah, blah, blah. But it, to me, it, it's going to matter. It might not matter now, but it's going to matter later. Or if I don't have time because I'm trying to get this money and I'm trying to get these things, but I'm over here trying to do it for chump change, it's going to matter. This shit is going to matter. Regardless of however you view money, however you view a person, this, that, and stuff, that stuff matters at the end of the day. And I know it's kind of shallow to put, like, a major emphasis on that stuff but it's because i don't have it and it's like i want to come correct like i've i envision i've seen my dad i've seen my mom i've seen the sacrifices they did i've seen the sacrifices from my grandma my grandpa like uncles and aunts and all the shit how they kind of build a relationship some perfect some some better than others but that's why i want to come correct and um let's see car better job just better everything really um, and then I want to travel more. I want to get more out of my shell and, and go to places. I want to kind of get a new laptop so I can go to a coffee shop and just kick it there and just, just be outside a little bit more. Not, nothing too crazy. Laptop to go to a coffee shop? Well, so I can work. You work on yours now. It's not the greatest though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, cause I can't do no work on it. That's what I'm saying. Like. I could be on my laptop, but it's just like I don't want to be on my laptop just to watch or do nothing. Now, like if I'm gonna go outside with my laptop, I want to be productive and do some things. I'm trying to just see the world more, like traveling. I've been like going on like hikes and stuff like that too, and that's that's cool. Just trying to get in better shape, just trying to be the best version of myself, so I could be ready for whoever wants me or needs me at that current time. Because like when I'm just in this mode, I'm just focused and I'm just working hard. And um, I guess a quick sidebar, you never know, like, it's always interesting to learn about different stories and stuff like that. And like just today, like um, I was talking to, I went out to my mom's work, to the hospital. She works at the hospital. And it was like, we had a family dinner. I, I can't tell you the last time that me and my mom and my dad all sat down and ate dinner together. Just because my dad works nights, kind of, and then my mom works early in the morning. And then, obviously, I have my schedule where I'm kind of a mixture of the both. And it's like, yeah, we all eat the same food, but we technically don't eat at the same time or eat together and, like, just have a conversation and stuff like that. So we started talking about my mom. For those of you who don't know, she had uh, cancer, breast cancer, uh, my junior year of high school. And I think that was, like, 2011, 2012. 2012. Wait, no, 2011. Uh, I think it was 2012 at this time. Because it was second semester. So, started talking about that, started reminiscing, and then uh, I ended up talking to my dad. And I just ended up, because we just kind of talk about the raw stuff and just like how it affected my mom and my, my family and stuff like that. So, I had to ask him because he had told me something at the time that this is the clearest sentence that I've ever heard from my dad. He's basically saying like, yo, if I'm in the hospital, don't come and visit me. Just, he said that, I don't want to paint my dad to be somebody, but. He said that just because of all the stuff that my mom had gone through with chemo. And I wasn't there as much as I should have been. 
As far as a kid that was in high school, I wasn't there as much as I should have been. But I'm a Scorpio. We're toxic. We're pieces of shit. Yada, yada, yada. All the toxic Zodiac shit y'all say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like control. And I like helping people. Um, so to see your mom basically on her deathbed and there ain't shit you could do, that fucked me up. Fucked me up. And it was the first time that internally there's something that close affected me. I've had family members have cancer. I've had family members go through serious shit, surgeries, all that stuff. But when it, that was the first time it affected the house and like me. So I didn't handle that well. Um, and then, so that kind of like made a strain in our relationship. And like, when I was talking to my dad about it today, he was like, yeah, I said that. He's like, I, he's like, damn, I forgot you like remember that. I was like, no, nigga, that, that shit, (laughs) that shit burned a hole in my uh, brain. But he just said, he's like, I, no, I only said that out of frustration because I was working 12 hour days and then I was spending the night at the hospital. And like, even at the hospital, all your mom would do was talk about you and talk about you, talk about this, talk about that. And, uh, you was pretty much her motivating factor. Like she said, she only wants to get healthy, but she wants to be a thousand percent healthy so she could see me walk across the stage and mind you whole time. I was telling her that I didn't want to walk across the stage. I remember it vividly. I told her I don't want to do that shit because I didn't look at it like nothing big. Like, yeah, it's a big in the moment, I guess, sort of thing. But I'm like, nigga, you supposed to graduate. You supposed to walk across the stage. Like, who, who? In my head, who cares? Because it was. I mean, yeah, we're from the inner city, so like, not everybody. Like, I don't know if you know this, but our class technically was a thousand kids. We only walked with like two fifty, right? And like. I, that's why I looked at it like it was nothing major because it was like as long as I just show up, like uh, I really can't fail. And um, yeah, I didn't know that that was her driving factor of why she wanted to uh, beat her cancer. So that kind of put her perspective for me. I was like, damn, I was kind of an asshole. I didn't know that. And also, I didn't know how to handle that stuff. So like, it was kind of like those two things were kind of intertwining with each other, and it was just a form of miscommunication. Because had I known my mom thought that, then I definitely went with harder. Hell, I even told her I was like, I might have been a valedictorian. Like, I really would have <laughs> been on my school shit if I known that that's all you wanted to just see. And um, I didn't tell you this, but I didn't get the chance to tell you this. My mom had stage four cancer. I didn't know that. She had stage four breast cancer. She had cancer for about a year. But she, I guess she didn't really realize it was cancer. And she didn't know how serious it was. And she's kind of like me in a sense of like, if you're in pain, it's not that I hate being in pain. I just hate, I hate the fear of I go to the doctor and I say I'm in pain. And it's, like, not as bad as it seems or sort of. I don't want to be the boy who cried wolf with pain. Right. So that's why I always try to be a thug about certain shit. But I'll be fucked up. And then I think that's why I never fully healed because I'm still moving like I'm not fucked up. But I'm out here fucked up. And uh, probably got it from her, of course. So she has stage four breast cancer, which I didn't know at the time. And she had a lump, basically, that was about to touch the bone. And if it had touched the bone, it would have been wraps. And then they told her that she basically had five years. I was going to say basically like give or take like, yeah, you pretty much got five years. Good luck. But luckily, by the grace of God and all that stuff, they got all the cancer. They got all that shit out of there. She ain't had cancer in, I think, 11 years now. Most high. But just the fact that she went through all that 
And the fact that, like, my dad was the only one working and providing and spending 12 hours a day going to her, see her, talk to her, make sure she good, did all that shit, held it down. <laughs> that's, that's why I think that's kind of why I'd be in the positions of where uh, where I'm like, I don't want to be in a relationship unless I come correct. Because if you ain't got that dad energy, I ain't, I ain't trying to hear it. If you ain't trying to, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I never knew that. Never knew that. Yeah. And I was, and even though I had my own battles and my own internal struggles, and like I said, I could have been better. I should have been better. Um, it's one of the many things I regret in my life, but at the time I didn't know. And then it, I always, I always feel like a burden. Like when my mom had cancer and she would be up, she told, now she told me, like everything she tells me now makes sense, but she's like, nigga, I was drugged up. <laughs> Niggas was always thinking something in me when I was basically in the hospital bed all day. And then when the time you saw me, you always saw me in the afternoon. So I was just like in and out. And I was like, oh, because I always thought like she's tired because she had to do all these tests or whatever the fuck they have to do for cancer. I didn't know because she wasn't in chemo at the time. But I'm thinking she's always tired or she like she just want to rest. So I, I always felt like a dickhead coming. So I always felt like I was kind of interrupting that and trying to force her to talk when she didn't really want to talk. Then she's trying to say some wild shit. She, she's trying to get some shit off. I, I was mad about that one. She was like, yeah, you, you'd only come like for 15 minutes and then you say you was hungry. I was like, hey, hey, hey. No, I was there for 30, 45 minutes and then you brought up, did you eat? And I said, no. She's like, do you want to eat? And I said, yeah, I'm not going to deny saying that I want to eat if I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I know I was an asshole, but y'all, y'all ain't going to put that on my body. Like, chill out, chill out. I wasn't just some shallow motherfucker that just came and ate and left. I mean, it's hospital food. What the fuck are we talking about? It's not a gourmet restaurant. But, um, I was just, I was just like, until you said that shit Like nigga They give you shit That you supposed to eat And that's it <laughs> Well you could order <laughs> Like more Nothing less I mean they would give Like they would She have a select menu But then if I was there They'd be like Alright well what you want And then I was able To get stuff And like that And yeah I remember them nights Nothing man. to get you up out there healthy <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember I That's Basically when I lived alone Like I lived at the crib Dad didn't come home I mean he might come home For a shower Maybe change the clothes But that was really it And like That was a good Month and a half then she came home, and that just the, the fact that she had stage four was kind of crazy. And then that shit's crazy. And that shit fucked me up. That shit fucked me up today. And then um, I was reading a book that I think I think you should do. To be honest, I really do. Um, they got an auto book. It's at Barnes and Noble. It That's uh, I asked. I asked. They got on auto book like Audible or something like that. No, nigga, it'd be a book that's your mom. Right. Like, I was going to say the one that, like, my grandma got. I don't know what your grandma got, bro. The She, all right, so my cousins, shout out to uh, Justice and Imani, shout out to them. Um, they decided to give grandma a book, um, basically where she writes about her life. They ask her questions in it, and she writes about her life and different aspects of life. And, like, I thought it was ill just because I got to learn more about my grandma. Right. And I think that's a fire idea. I want to give my mom one. I definitely want to give my dad one. And I, that's what I was saying is I think you should give your mom a book like that just to see what she would write. And there's probably there's probably a bunch of shit that you might not even know about your mom. Because I was learning some shit about my grandma. Like my grandma, basically, they had 
my oldest uncle just because like they didn't want my grandpa to go to the to Vietnam War to get drafted. They pretty much had him so they didn't have to go to war. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy. And then um they were like 12, 11 when they met and then got married at 17, 18 and been together damn near ever since. Well, they they did get a divorce, but then after a few years went by, they basically got back together and been together ever since. And like that was interesting to me. That was insane. And the fact that like I visit my grandma, I try to at least once a week. But she says she still feels alone. Like she actually liked it when her kids would move back if they had to like say move out of an apartment and then had to wait for another apartment or another house or whatever. Just because she just likes she grew up with sisters and like my grandpa had a big family and like I think she just likes that household environment where it's like loud, people are living there, people are existing, like good times, good right. memories, stuff like that. And it just blew it just blew my mind because I'm just like every time I go to my grandma, it's like she's retired now, so she just be chilling. So I'd be thinking like I'm a burden. I, maybe it's just me. I just think I'm a burden to everybody. But I, I think it's also like how people treat it. Cause I don't want to say like people like like how do, how do, how should I put it? I feel like people take advantage of the fact that like that I'm always going to be there, something like that. Like so, like when I visit my grandma, I always feel like I'm always like kind of visiting her. So it doesn't feel like the first time or some shit. Like you know, you like when I visit my grandma when I left for Arizona and came back, it was all love, it was hugs, it was this type of thing. She was so excited. Where now it's just like if I visit her, like oh what's up, and I think that's why I feel like a burden because it's like well damn, I don't like I don't like staying overstaying my welcome or stuff like that but yeah even in the book she writes that she still feels like alone to this day and i'm just like that i'm just like damn because to me like my embodiment of my heart right now is my grandma like that's the as far as i could probably do no wrong in someone's eyes that would be her like in a person like She's always loving. She's always caring. She always listens to my wild ass endeavors. She's always asking about the podcast, asking about you. Like, that's just like, to me, that's the illest person just because she's always full of love. So the fact that she could almost feel lonely kind of blew my fucking mind, especially when it's like my dad visits like maybe three or four times a week. And like I visit at least once. I'm right. sure, like my mom, work my family. I don't. I can't speak for the other families that's in that tight knit. Not saying they don't do nothing, but like my family is always doing something for her, or like like my parents will get like they'll get food out to eat for the weekend. So then my dad will ask grandma like, "What does she want? Do you want something from here? We'll get you something." Blah blah blah. Like they're always making sure she's good. So it just kind of blew my mind. That I'm like, damn, she still feels lonely. So then that kind of like kicked me into high gear as far as like damn i need to go visit her more and that's another reason why i want to make more money so i could throw money at the problems i have but then be able to spend time with my grandma because i don't know how long i'm gonna have her so i feel that bro and like i was just talking i was um i got to i got to thinking about this now i got to call my therapist about this and i went into a session and like i i think the reason i think the reason why my um my relatives and everybody else my uncles and everything always wanted to be around me is because when i was little they couldn't stop talking about me you know as far as you know being like the golden child you Mm -hmm. know and this that and the third i think the reason why they they still check up on me today even though you know they're all very connected to my pops and like 
he's not gone anymore, but they still check up on me. Like I got like a text from my uncle Larry. Shout out to him. God bless you. Um, he texted me just happy new year. I hope family say, hope your mom's doing good and everything. I was like, God bless you. I appreciate you. I love you. You know, I hope everybody on that family is doing good. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I think that they, that they care for me so much is because, you know, they, they saw what my pops was obviously, you know, growing up and stuff like that. And, you know, being what he was into and whatever. And like, you know, it's almost like they wanted, they wanted they needed me to be different than him. Yeah. It's almost like they were looking for me to be different than him. Like, yeah, this, like, like he was like, yeah, this is our brother, this is our nigga, and whatever. But he be on some bullshit. So you best not better be on the same bullshit growing up. Mm-hmm. And I'm just now realizing that as like a 28 year old, bro. Like, like the 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 family that I got, and God bless pops, you know, like you know. But at the same time, the family that I got, they wanted to see me. Um, be better than what he was, you know, and that's one thing that like I haven't really realized. I was like, why do they fuck with me so much? I don't even like talk to them, <laughs> you know. Like I don't even like be seeing them talking to them or whatever. And and like it's like they still have hope for me. They 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 wish the best for me, and that's real love. And I appreciate that through and through from them, even though I don't see them very often, which I need to get back to, you know. And especially now since you know you know pops is gone and whatever. I feel like, you know, as a man, as a grown-ass man, I don't have to do shit. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. at the same time, they're going out of their way to make sure I'm good still. So the very least I could do is see if my people are okay. Mm. That's the very least I could do, bro. You know, and, like, I'm tearing up thinking about it. But, like, It's just that, like, as far as what I've seen throughout my lifetime, like, growing up from them, from that family, I've it's almost like I wanted to not be a part of that in any sort of way. But at the same time, you know, I can't, you know, I, I had that last name for a reason, you know, and I have to be there for them. I have to do something with that last name. You know, I have to be some sort of guidance for my nieces and nephews and stuff like that, bro. And my and my great great nieces and nephews. Mm. You know, like even if I if I'm if if I'm not even there, like, and I feel like a piece of shit because like I'm not even like around family like that. But at the same time, you know, if if I had the chance to change their life in any possible way, or just like be there for them and like talk to them. Then, man, I feel like I'm good. Mm. You know, like I feel like that. That that's the one thing about me, man. It's like I feel like I have a lot of love to me, but at the same time, it's like it's just it's just dormant because I don't want to. It's like I'm always looking for like a problem, and like it seems like they're always. It always seemed like they were always a problem. The way my pops talked about, it. I was like, no, nigga. Like from what they seem like, it, you're the problem, nigga. <laughs> you know, so like. And they're just they're just trying to make sure that like I'm not going down that road, and like I love them for that, mm. you know. And that's 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 pretty much the beacon of what I'm trying to do for 2023. I guess is just trying to be there for my peoples. 
I guess if they, if, if you want if you want to put a goal on that, then yeah, yeah. I, that's real. Because I mean, like when you said all that, obviously, like people internalize it as like you think of yourself, and that would be for the sake. Except I don't have their name, but that would that would be my mom's family. Like my mom's side of the family is that family that I don't really talk to. That they kind of distant, and like my mom doesn't really bring them up. But maybe I should have them ask about them. Maybe I should have those conversations of, like, basically, they don't check in on me. And I always kind of, like, kept the same energy because, you know, Scorpio things. But I was just like, all right, y'all ain't going to check on me. I ain't going to worry about y'all. I mean, obviously, yeah. I'll take care of y'all if I can. But, like, I'm taking care of the ones I met and, like, I know personally. But um, the rest of y'all, if y'all ain't checking, y'all ain't checking. Right. But who knows? Maybe I had that conversation because I, I don't think no one, like, like everybody likes my mom. Like my mom's so caring. Like my mom has done a whole bunch for her family, and that's that's just the stuff that I know about. I, to be fair, she could be doing way more than I know about. Right. But I just think she she. I don't want to say lucked out, but she she had basically two options because like even like all the family events and stuff that we went to like reunions and all that uh, important stuff just to see what your cousin looked like because like my dad has a great analogy of he's just like you never know. Who your cousin is Or who your cousin know Like your cousin can know This person that can help you With that and Take care of this And I'm just like Yeah that's real But I obviously Didn't hold no weight Growing up But now that I'm older I'm like yeah That's that's fucking valid Like you never know And now hearing you Say all that stuff And just putting a lens On that Like to be honest I really don't know Where I rank With uh, like my mom's Side of the family I don't know what Cousin I am I don't know Who I'm related to I don't know what Is what you know what's crazy is because, like, I didn't want to be the cousin that, like, was – or, like, I don't want to be, like, the uncle or the cousin that's, like, like always, always at family function. Like, the first nigga there and the first nigga getting drunk or tore up or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I never wanted – I knew – in my heart, deep down, has a, has a little nigga. I knew I didn't want to be, be that. Cause I got, cause I got an uncle that is that. Like every single time we we have family function or nothing, he's the first one to leave because he tore up. <laughs> so I knew I didn't want to be that nigga, but at the same time, I I want to be around them enough to know that hey, you know, I'm still here. You know, y'all could talk to me about whatever, you know. And like I haven't been that, you know. And that's crazy. And I think that's that's the double edged sword of life, right? Like, cause where do you find the time? Yeah. Cause then that's the thing is like I want to make more money, but like my whole philosophy growing up until really like last year, my whole philosophy growing up was like I'm gonna make so much money that basically I could just throw money at your problems, and it might not be money, right? Like money will help, and money would probably help a lot of them, so they might be able not to stress as much, but they just might need someone to talk to, like they might be in a position to where. They just want company and stuff like that. And it's like, I want to provide that for, like, even if we just take it off of family. If I want to be able to provide that for friends, too. But it, to me, it's so hard because, like, I look at the podcast as an outlet. I'm, you know, I'm cheap. I'm bougie, whatever. So, niggas need to go therapy instead of the podcast. You might be right. But at the same time, like, it's hard to talk to someone. Like, I feel like. Me and you could bounce from a serious topic to a goofy-ass topic to roasting each other to loving for each other, caring for each other. Like, that's why I value our friendship so much. And obviously, we got 20 years into this thing. But with people, there's been times where 
I like on social media. I just express my thoughts. It's not necessarily how I feel in the moment. I'm just expressing my thoughts just to get them out of my head, so I don't sound crazy. But it's hard to get people to that level. Yeah, and that's why I feel like I used to be the type of person I love to talk about anything and every time. But now that I'm older, sometimes I'm just not in that mood. Like and some people be crying, some people be angry, some people. And it's just like, or vice versa. Like I, I can say the same. Where I'm in that mood, where I want to talk, I want to vent, I want to do this in the third. And people are just not in that mood, so it's like a conflict of interest. So it's like, it's hard. I see why it'd be hard to open up because it's just like, it's hard to open up to a motherfucker who's just not in that mode. It's crazy because my therapist said, "Listen, you could talk to any motherfucker that you want outside of here, but at the same time, there's people that are just that are that are either going to not give a fuck about it." What you got to say, or there's just gonna be people that um give you some shit that you need to hear. Mm-hmm. Me, he said, he said like me, I'm gonna give you the shit that you need to hear because them people out there are just they're there for you, but at the same time, bro, they really don't they 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 give two fucks about what you got going on in your life. Me, I'm supposed to be doing this, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, you you damn near right, you goddamn right. So that's why it was so hard. And after before he said that, I was like, man, what the fuck, fuck I need to be talking to this nigga for? <laughs> you know, like, like I know he doing this job and he don't care, but like after he said that, it's like he said, like, it's my job to actually be here and listen to you and and talk to you about what you need to hear. I ain't got like you, nigga. I ain't got to do. You know, real. I ain't got. You ain't got. You ain't got to ask me shit about my family or vice versa. But you're here for a reason to talk to me. Mm-hmm. You know. It's something that you need to get off your fucking chest. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, okay, you damn right. <laughs> so, like, after that, it was just like, like, opening up to him was probably the one thing that was kind of like, I wouldn't say hard, but it was difficult because, like, you can't, like you said, you can't just talk to anybody, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't know where the fuck they're headed at. They're, they might be listening, but at the same time, they got some other shit going on with them, mm-hmm. you know? And it's hard to be in that environment where, like, you got to kind of close off, you know, a- anything else that's going on and just talk about a certain thing offhand for me. And then that's the thing, like, I, I got a homegirl that's a, that she does therapist work. And I was expressing, like, some problems or some issues that I have. And then she was like, you're basically creating issues and they're not there yet. And you're basically making excuses. It's like, it's not making excuses. It's just like, for me, how I internalized it was basically like, I know that might be a problem down the line. This is something that like, as a black man, you're going to have to prepare for because I do relationships. But I'm like, this is something that if you're not really thinking about it, like you're going to be in a situation, you're going to be in some shit. And she, she wasn't wrong. I just hate looking at it as like, oh yeah, it's an excuse. Like, I like I hate when my mind like maybe it's just how I sulk and I like I want to think about things just so I could feel something. But I hate when niggas make shit seem like it's just not that. Like, oh yeah, just do that. It's like nigga, it's not that simple. <laughs> like, what the fuck? If it was that simple, I'd be the coldest nigga here, and I'd be trying to tell niggas that niggas still don't understand that shit. And or, or like when they want me to do all this extra shit and just life in general, it's like nigga, if I could do all that, nigga, I would be Superman. Like I would not be here. Like. <laughs> What are we talking about? But damn, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard, bro. It like, is. I've been doing. I've been going to therapy like consistently now for about what eight months now. <laughs> it's 
So, because like even like outside of, outside of the podcast, when do you think the last time we had something where it was like a therapy s session? Not much, because we never be finding the time. Yeah, as we're individuals. We're almost surface level now, yeah. which is weird because it's like. It's like nigga, I've seen you cry. You know what I mean? Like I've I've been through it all right. with this nigga. So that's why I'm just like I don't. It's weird that it's almost surface level. It's not that we strangers for we far from that, right? Know? But it's just like it's just what it is now, I guess. Like we used to sleep in the same bed together, bro. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> this nigga talking shit. <laughs> nigga definitely had two beds. Um, that was useless. Now, if we really talk about it for a second, you really had two beds that like one just didn't get used. And this was just chill. I don't know why the fuck I had two twin beds. I don't know what the fuck was. Who broke oh, your bed? Oh, no, nigga, because, like, that was when Carl was getting out. But he didn't even use it. He didn't. He was over at somebody else's. That's what I'm saying. I was like, what the fuck? All right, cool. All right, then. Yeah. Who broke your bed? Was it Pops? What? Who broke your bed? No, that nigga broke the bed, bro. I was like, yeah, your bed had a big ass dead in it. Um, I see. Damn sure it wasn't, wasn't from a... No, yeah, yeah. No, nah, yeah, yeah, breaking your bed like that. No, because it was like a fat ass, like, I want it. Nah. I, I was. <laughs> if I had an editor, I'd have him cut this out because I, I think I know who it might be. Big ass, big, two big ass niggas that we know. <laughs> I thought it was one. One, maybe. What's huh? What? What's Hell no. Oh. I thought it was a point in time we was fucking with him. I don't know. Um. I've been Orlando, you know. <laughs> All right. Shout out to EA. Did he Shout send you a message? Did he send you a message on like Christmas about what? Oh, he said he's like, God bless you, bro. <laughs> I love Man, you. Fuck that nigga, bro. He ain't ever sent me no shit like that. And I, I'd be fucking with him the most. He don't even give a. You don't even give a fuck about this nigga, but I do. Like, how the fuck is he going? I care. I just can't do it. No, you ain't gonna do that. He be, he be giving. He be giving that. He be saying, "God bless you" to the wrong niggas. Like, nah. I mean, he just. I wanna, mean, you not the wrong niggas, but you know. He, he just. Like, he just want to be light skinned so bad. That's the only thing. I stop being light skinned in twenty twenty three. That nigga be so light skinned. I appreciate him though. But fuck that. Like, <laughs> if he I'm was not like, not saying he not a good looking dude. And this is our guy, so I hope he doesn't take it to his heart. All the shit I want, but not saying he's not a good looking dude. But if he was really fine, like if he was one of them, like IG models with the the colorful eyes, he would be a menace to society, my nigga. Cause he'd be doing some light skin. <laughs> oh, let me stop. Let me stop for a plot for it. Might be worse. <laughs> uh, shit. Speaking of worse. Mm-hmm. Some crazy shit that's been going on, bro. Yeah, I guess we gotta address the elephant in the room, Megan and Tori. So Tori is funded guilty, guilty, of guilty. Three charges. I think it was um basically owning a firearm, firing a firearm, or not owning a firearm, holding a firearm. Firing it and then obviously not having a license. Basically, he just got three counts and he could potentially be going up to jail or prison for 22 years. And the whole time, the whole trial wasn't even really about him shooting Megan the Stallion. And it was basically him versus the state of California. And they wanted to pack this nigga up. And then two, they offered him a plea deal before the case even took place. And I think I'm trying to figure out what the fuck happened to that. 
I wonder what the plea deal was. It might, honestly, it might not even been jail time. No, it had to be. Celebrity of his stature, it might, it might have been just probation. But Cal, no, California don't play that gun shit. They don't. They're just like New York. And what makes it so bad about that gun law and all this shit that happened with the gun stuff is, I think, I think Tory had a case until. I might be misquoting because it's been a while and I haven't had that shit on my mind. Like I said, I've been thinking about everything else. Um, I want to say as soon as they made Kelsey seem like a liar, it kind of helped but hurt Tori at the same time. Because they was able to, I think, long story short, they was able to add information that got thrown out. But then they basically made Megan seem like a liar and then they made Tori seem like, uh, not Tori, but they made uh, uh, Kelsey seem like a liar. Is Kelsey Megan's best friend? Was Megan's best was. friend, and then I don't know. I, I I think the weirdest thing about this is like Tory goes to jail, he goes to prison, he's going to be gone for a while, and I still don't. We still never will know if Tory did it. But I also don't feel bad in the sense of like just thinking from the male brain, right? I'd rather it, just not put myself in that situation. That's literally was I was just about to say that I was like anything that could turn left on you from you just being in a spot. You don't fucking need to be there, bro. Well, as a man, you don't need to be as a man. You should never be in a situation to where you fire a gun on a woman. Black male at that, too. Yeah. Black woman at that. Black woman at that. And then if what she said was true, that she was trying to protect you from that situation and not say that there's four black people with a gun in the car and we's all arguing and fighting. Yeah. Um, and then Tori was walking around here acting like shit didn't happen, shit don't stink. And then Meg said all this stuff on social media. And then the fact that it went to trial now. And, you know, this was right before Christmas, too. So it's like, who really wants to be a jury before right. Christmas? Especially when it's like it's not even a he say she say thing. It's just like did this nigga take this unregistered gun in California? Why he's not here? So he's gonna get shipped back to Canada too and shoot it. Yes, shot it five times in the air. And I don't know if people realize that aerodynamics work. That the bullet has to come. Bullet back has down. to come back now. So they easily could have injured or killed someone for who all we know. And it was just like. It's just insane. Like, this was the craziest trial. And uh, this, this trial just kept getting messier and messier and messier. Because they couldn't find the bodyguard. The bodyguard went missing. Fucking Meg the Stallion had to admit that she had an intimate relationship with Tori. Which we kind of, I guess, kinda knew. knew. Like, it, you know, it's like you people grown. So you can kind of have an idea who's fucking who's not. And then it was like, she fucked with the baby and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons was like, yo, what's that? That's nigga Ben Simmons was like, yo, leave me out of that. And G-Eazy got up in there. Yeah, that was a weird time, too. Um, what's crazy, too, is, like, Tory put, Tory put himself in that situation in the sense that, like, Meg and Kelsey were just both, well, Meg the Stallion was belligerently drunk. Kelsey was drinking. And he put the bodyguard in the car to go take the car and take them home. But then he got in the car. And then that's where it all happened. Because he was flirting with Kylie. That's why Meg got all mad and got all right. And that's why they ended up getting kicked out. So he could have just left the bodyguard to take them to to go back to the hotel. And he was flirting. It would have been all good, bro. He was flirting with Kylie Jenner. 
It's crazy as fuck. And it's boxers. It's crazy as fuck. And it's boxers, B. Little man is boxers. And it's bo- if I look, Tory guilty fucked the nigga. Let him rot under jail, all that shit. Especially with the phone call. The phone call sounded crazy, so sounded guilty as fuck. But if I'm with Kylie Jenner in my boxers in a pool in California in some nice area, and shorties that I came with are arguing belligerent drunk, and I just tell my bodyguard to go take him home, I'm staying. I'm not going with that. What the fuck? Even without this situation happening, I'm not, I don't worry about y'all when y'all sober. I'm not about to deal with y'all. If I'm in my boxers and a yeah yeah is feeling me and she the yeah yeah the yeah yeah that has this party the yeah yeah with all that bread the nigga and mind you this is Tory when Tory was at his peak quarantine radio was going crazy he I, that's probably why he did this goofy shit because he probably thought he was untouchable but it's like nigga you're not untouchable and not to mention he probably has Napoleon complex too. Huh. And I think another thing too that's crazy too is like the story of what the 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 neighbor said. He was an older guy. I think it makes more sense than Megan's story. The fact that they were arguing in the car and she gonna say something about Tori's music and Tori got mad and she got out the car and he's gonna say dance bitch and start shooting at Meg and then get out the car and then Kelsey tried to stop him, and then he just flung Kelsey and grabbed her by her weave and did all that. Not saying that that story's not believable. I'm just saying that Tori is 4'11", or 5'2". He's not tall. I just can't see him grabbing a... Kelsey is a voluptuous, good-looking woman, say 150 or 160. You know, women's weight is different than men's. Like, a man could look real skinny, but a woman could be this, and they could be the same weight. I can't see him grabbing a woman by her hair and dragging her around. Maybe she exaggerated, of course, but I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a crazy. I think the crazy the case just kept getting crazier and crazier. And the fact that he fought that, I mean, I don't know. His lawyers had to be bad too, because the fact that his lawyers, um, lost the case, and the fact that his lawyers, I think, brought up some information that brought back information in the case to make Tory look even more guilty. And Tory didn't even take the stand. That's another crazy fact, as Tory didn't take the stand. They said if Tory took the stand, he would have had to testify about, I think he had an, another gun charge. He had assault charge. And I want to say he had that August Alcina charge, too, that they was going to bring up yeah, and talk yeah. to him about. Like I said, the case was about Tory Lanes versus the state of California. It wasn't about Meg and Stallion. It was just pretty much the icing on the cake, if you will. And that's um, just crazy as hell. Yeah, that nigga's just so stupid. Because it's just like, bro, if you did this wild shit, then you're getting all this type of money. Then you're going to act like an asshole. Then you're going to go back and try to fight August Alcina. It's like, nigga, August out here living his best life. Why are you? What the fuck? <laughs> I would not be moving like that. <laughs> that nigga was moving so crazy. Fuck that, man. It's, go get help, you know? Yeah. Do you think Megan Thee Stallion would be done with rapping? No. Do you see her, like, becoming an even bigger star? I see her becoming... I, I see her staying right put as she is. What as, do you... As far as um music goes. Um, I would like to. I would like to have her. I would like to have her um, continue rapping because I think she she's definitely she's made a mark in you know as far as female rappers go. 
an industry to where like she's definitely listenable. People can still relate to her. Um, you know, people still stream her music. So yeah, I would, I would, and and she brings out energy that I don't think most female rappers have. Like, yeah, because she does have the hotties. Yeah, uh, Nicki Minaj has the barbs. I think that's. I mean, Beyonce has the beehive, but I always those are the, like the top three as far as like known cults and like we support this. And I mean, cults in a good way this time. Um, like we support this woman, uh, yada yada yada, and everything she does. Because I mean, there's people taking stances before the case even happened. Though. Like regardless of if Tory didn't do it, like he, that nigga's still guilty in my eyes. Fuck him. And then there was when all this stuff was kind of happening beforehand. And everybody thought Megan was a liar. They're like, "Nah, that bitch lines. Fuck her." This and the third. So I, I feel like there is going to be a, a stain, on like this. This is definitely going to be a blemish. Even if she gets over this mentally, like this is going to kind of blemish her career in some regards. And some people are not going to look at it in a great light. Um, especially if she gets belligerent drunk and she always has anger issues. Like God forbid that she has like a outburst in public that could right. kind of paint her in the wrong light. But if she stays out the mix, stays low for a little bit, comes back with like a pop record or does acting, she could easily pull like a, like an ASAP Rocky or, or one of these muted music artists that like they rap, but they really don't rap is their main thing. Right. Like if she comes out with, I don't know some skincare routine or makeup or some something yeah, her where he's gonna be good either way. Yeah, because I mean she's already dabbled in art, acting like she was already in She Hulk. Right. Yeah. So I mean I could easily see her in a couple movies, little spots here and there, especially if she's just playing herself. I think she she'll have a good career. I just think this is gonna be definitely that dark cloud over it, and it's probably gonna rain a little bit. Now it'd be interesting to see what happens with Tori. Be interesting to see how many years he gets. It'd be interesting to see what happens with his music. Do you think we'll get music from Tori? Probably, yeah. Because as far as that realm goes, as far as rap goes, as far as being artist goes, that I feel like that part doesn't leave you. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Fuck, what'd you just send me? That bullshit R. Kelly just, <laughs> just had, that, had like a had a whole album come out. That is that is a topic for later, yes. What did what did that bitch say? What did that bitch say? What I was the title? It. I admit it. Mm-hmm. What is niggas supposed to like? Come on, bro. Come on though. <laughs> we gonna talk about that. So with that being said, you know, you know, that don't leave you. You know, as far as being like an artist and stuff like that goes, you're create I feel like you're Creativity is always going to be there. It's just the fact of the matter is, are people going to accept it? Yeah. Because that's where the money's got to go. That's where the money's got to come from. And I don't, it's always weird how timing is. Because everybody's always trying to say, oh, this is the sign of like the industry trying to get Tory because Tory went uh, fucking independent and now he has all the success and all that shit could be true but at the same time it's like we kind of said earlier like don't put yourself in a fucking position to be where a gun is where you're thinking about shooting a woman he just could have been a he just could have been a moderate little nigga basically just making music bro and staying out the way ain't out the mix but of course he wasn't and when all that happened um 
even if all that shit was true, like he was, because he was he was giving up game. He was basically saying the the every thousand streams, I think you get like fifteen thousand or something like that. I I was a video clip that I saw on TikTok, obviously because they want to make the conspiracies and all that stuff. But he basically was giving up the game, and he was like, "I'm gonna keep exposing the industry. I'm gonna keep doing this and the third, and then all this stuff happened." But it's like the industry is something that's already being built and already established. Like you ain't gonna fight the industry on your own, right? Um, but even like. Like Jordan Lucas, I would say is a pretty successful, like independent artist, but he stays out the mix. I would say even Tech Nines is a successful independent artist. Nipsey was an independent artist, I believe, before his demise. But Chance, I, I mean, I don't know. Was Chance independent? Yeah, I didn't know that. But I mean, it, it just depends. Um, yeah, I do think we will get music, especially if it's like if he is independent, like he says he is. If he can release music before he goes to prison, and say if he only gets five years or whatever, and he can maybe work it out to where he, if he's on good behavior, he gets out early. You know what I'm saying? As much as he wanted to promote his son, as much as his dad did all the antics, that's still his family and people who care about him. So I'm sure he'll set it up to where they can still get money to where they can put it on his books or stipend or whatever the fuck. Because at the end of the day, all you guys, your family, bro. True. All you guys, your family, and you just gotta be able to, you just gotta be able to make sure that this is not what you want anymore. Moving forward, whatever you, how many, how, however long you got it up in that bitch, just think about your shit, recalibrate your shit, and just be a better person and not be in those situations moving forward for you and your son and your family. Cause this shit right here, I was, I ain't even, I ain't even part. Of, I don't even listen to this nigga like that. But I was tiring of <laughs> fucking the trial. Yeah, there's especially since this was going on for two years, and then that's it's crazy how to me what never made sense is like they had audio tape from the ring light, but they didn't have the footage. I'm like, don't let ring light come with footage. Batteries were dead that day. Like, well, I'm not. You can't even say that because they had the audio, so I don't know. Right. And um, I was gonna say something too. Is Tory Lanez the biggest artist to go to prison for like a long extended time? I think somebody that's fighting the trial I guess, right now got something to say about that. Well, shit. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess. So. Uh, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, I was going to segue into R. Kelly, but then, yeah, we could talk, talk about, about that. We could talk about that. Um, so do you think Gunna snitched, first and foremost? I think he has... I think there was too many pots in the pants. I think um, I think there's a lot of people around him that involved that gave up information. I don't think he he did personally. I don't think he personally. I don't think he snitched personally. I'm gonna say yes and no. I don't think I wouldn't look at Gunner as a snitch, but he pretty much gave him he gave them the battery to he basically put the battery in their back to really cracked down and basically the only person they want is young thug like they specify that that's why everybody's plea dealing out now and like basically when he was answering all the questions of uh the lady the lady uh the judge excuse me the judge was basically like is ysl a game and she said and he said yes and that was pretty much the ammunition that they needed because that's what they wanted. That's the YSL's whole case was basically saying, nah, we're not a gang. We're not a gang. We're a label. We're a label. We're a label. And then your biggest artist on that label says, yes, we're a gang. Yes, we're a gang. Yes, they did all these things. Yes, yes, yes. And then came home. <laughs> and then everybody had these theories that, oh, maybe Young Thug told Gunna to say this so he could get out, blah, blah, blah. 
I don't feel like Young Thug was in a position to where he could really come up with a plan, especially if he knows he's going to sit for a while. Now, it does, what other people are saying with these theories, it does do better for Thug, for the business, for his family, for his friends, and everybody that's trying to take care of Thug and make sure that these assets don't um, go away or slow down to have Gunna out. Like, Gunna out, Gunna making music is only going to help Young Thug if Gunna is who he says he is and he rocks with Young Thug like he rocks with Young Thug. Now, the problem is Atlanta's biggest artist. Atlanta got some big ones. I think it's Thug. Thug's the one that told Little Baby to rap. So, before Little Baby even gets any flowers and credits, it was Thug who discovered him and told him to rap. And then the Migos, damn, RP take off. But the Migos, they fuck with Thug too. Like everybody in Atlanta yeah. that's really doing something in Atlanta Everybody's right now. Everybody's connected to everybody in fucks, some way. Fu- in some ways, connected to Thug. So it really depends on how they look at it. And that's what I'm kind of more Tennessee's curious. Big in- and this is big enough for niggas to, you know. Have a group of niggas that know niggas, you know. So <laughs> I'm I'm curious to see how Atlanta treats it, like treats it, like so. If uh, Offset, uh, I was gonna say Outkast, but <laughs> if Offset or or Quavo or Little Baby fuck with Gunna, then I think everybody in Atlanta is gonna be cool with it. But if they not, like you you hear Gunna music and Gunna don't have no Drake feature, he's by himself. So he can't get a Don Toliver feature. All these features, he can't get a Roddy Rich feature. Like he ain't getting the features that he once had. I'm not saying that Gunner would make bad music because I've, I've right. heard music by himself by that himself. sound sound good. But then again, that was the engine. That was the YSL label. So if YSL might not fucking with you, or YSL is not even a label anymore because it can't be. Dripper Drown is still my favorite. <laughs> Dripper Drown Two is still my favorite. But how do you think Gunner is going to sound without YSL? And if no one's fucking with him. We might be getting a completely different gunner. He going to say some non-incriminating shit. <laughs> yeah, and that's another reason. It's like I don't know what kind of music he can make too. Because you make what got you to the dance, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you take away that aspect, that picture that you're painting of somebody, what do you do from there? What do you got? There's only so many she banking on me he can make. Like, <laughs> there's only so many. So I don't, I really, I don't know. Oh, it's crazy as hell, man. This this whole thing, man. And I, I read. Hold on, I, I read some. I read something on Twitter. The fact that that uh, fuck, I have to go back to it. Just just just, just keep me posted. Just 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 stay with me, folks. It says something like, um, damn, because I just retweeted this shit the other day. Had to do with Gunna? It had to do with, it had to do with uh, Thug. YFN Lucci won't testify in the YSL Rico case despite Young Thug allegedly or in jail stabbing. Boy, and, then, and then it said, <laughs> then somebody quote, your whole gang taking pleas and willing to testify, but your op stood 10 toes is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I read that. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "You damn, you damn, you damn well right." 
It almost makes you want to like respect wife and Lucci in some in some way. Yeah. There's some in street. Like obviously, we not no street niggas, but it's some street shit. You want to respect it because it's like he. He said, "I don't give a fuck what this nigga doing. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not testifying." And he ordered a hit like when he was out. Like he wanted wife and Lucci dead, and that nigga still ain't so, which is crazy. Um, it's crazy as hell, man. As soon as I catch a little stab him. <laughs> And that's, that's what, something I don't want to feel. You, you, you hear me? Po, po, po. And then, like, yeah, some people was like, oh, Gunner's going to drop a first day out. I'm like, I don't even know what that shit going to sound like. Because he's more of a art. He's more of a song maker than an artist. Yeah. I, I'd be really curious to see who Gunner would get. Especially if everybody thinks he snitched. And if you want to say he didn't snitch, and by definition, he's not on papers, he didn't snitch. That, there's a lot of labels you don't want in life, and I, I really think being a snitch is one of them. Especially if you're not a street dude, but you're always involved in it. Yeah. It's never usually the ones doing it. It's always the ones around it. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, man. It's going it's to be crazy to see how this whole thing plays out. So you want Cause he Because Doug is looking at life. They talking about life with this nigga, bro. Young Thug, go, young thug going away for life. It sounds crazy. That shit sounds absurd. Especially when it was all like hinting at everybody getting these Ricos. Didn't somebody else just get a Rico too? I forgot. Some state got a Rico. But, um. just got a Rico too. Oh, Sauce Walker. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That nigga was talking about gonna be in a snitch. Well, you might have some snitches around you, brother. <laughs> we don't know. I haven't heard anything about that so, case. But somebody lying, somebody telling. Mm-hmm. I see a Rico. Like a Rico is nuts. Nigga, they will tear up your entire family. Like I, <laughs> everybody I, that you know for a Rico, they yeah. don't play with Ricos. Because that's just like somebody robbing a bank. But like you was the getaway driver, you was a shooter, and you was the one that got the money. Nigga, y'all all get. The same case. <laughs> I can see why a nigga would want to sing on that. So imagine a Rico. Imagine a Rico where y'all was using drug money, trying to get it clean. Y'all were ordering hits. Niggas were taking out hits. And niggas was dying. Niggas was using illegal gun. Man. Nick, man. Niggas. <laughs> Yo, I might, my heart would drop if a nigga be like, all right, you got 32 charges. Huh? That shit is insane. Might as well just put me in the dirt. Might as well. I'm, like, I'm not even fine. I'm like, because I'd be damned, bro. Nigga, you might find me killing myself, like, right before yeah. I go in or some shit. Um, shit. So, are you going to check for that new gunner when it come out? Hell yeah. Whenever it come out. So, did you check for that new R. Kelly when it came out? Don't ask me no shit like that, bro. You didn't check for it? Don't ask me no shit like that. Bro. I'm asking. Stupid as hell, boy. So, you didn't listen to it? Hell no, I ain't listen to it. My mama did. I listened to it. Alright. Now let me be very clear when I say I listened to the R. Kelly album, I admit it. I only listened to it. Just I, like that Boondocks episode, niggas gone. <laughs> <laughs> I only listened to the, the I admit it songs. I didn't listen to that. He this nigga was still trying talk. to find something in the song. He was still trying to talk about um He was still trying to talk about like basically 
like love and shit. Like all the other shit. So I looked at them. I was like, I, the track list is crazy. I wish I had my phone so I could actually look at it. But <sighs> like, I listened to a minute. Did part Apple one. take it down? They took it Somebody down. But took I, yeah, I think they put it back up. I only listened to part one through it three. Like, yeah. First, first fucking thing that came up was I admit it. Yeah. I don't. Song, it's a song because I'm. I'm just seeing. I'm just seeing the song. I'm not seeing like the whole album type shit. It's an album, but I think they must have took that shit down for good. They must have took that shit down for good. If you didn't hear me. And then they uh. Hey, he was giving it up. He was giving it up. That nigga said him and Wendy Williams was in the room drinking. <laughs> and they were talking. I was just like, damn. The song titles to this nigga is so crazy. Like over the past years, like you you had to know he was he wasn't right. <laughs> Why do you say that? There's a song on here called Seems Like You're Ready. Oh yeah. I like well the, I like the crotch on you. What? What does that say? Number six. <laughs> you good? What's that don't even sound like that would sound good sonically on a song. Like as a hook. Like what S- the fuck? Your body's calling summer bunnies. This nigga got an album called The Chocolate Factory. That nigga was horny 24-7. That's crazy. I don't know. I think R. Kelly needed help a long time ago. Long and I feel like ago. he never got that help. And I was actually, quick sidebar, I was chilling at a shorty's uh, crib. And we got done watching documentaries and stuff like that. So we decided, I decided to watch the Surviving R. Kelly stuff. Step in my room. And he had a lot of trauma. Like He did. The shit that he, like, would, like, how how he would talk about his mom. Well, I was going to. We both love our mamas wholeheartedly. I like that. Like, to the death. Like, niggas will put a bullet to us. But. Not like R. Kelly. Not like that. (laughs) He uh so him and his three brothers all got uh molested by aunt of them of theirs. Yeah. And then I think R. Kelly was the youngest and I wanna say from like seven to like fifteen, he got assaulted again by another family member. So it's probably why he was fucked up when it comes to sex. Especially if you don't want to do it as a kid, then you get assaulted and then like there's some fucked up people in this world. Like, how, how does your brain even function like that? To where you touch a kid, or imagine assaulting someone from when for eight years? That has to be psychologically damaging. Fuck, then that nigga called out. Who did he call out? He called out Steve Harvey. Um, he called out like three black people. I want to say P P Diddy and somebody else. And he was like, "Yo, don't why y'all kicking a brother when he's down?" Like he was getting this shit off. Like he was, <laughs> I don't know, man. That nigga was fucked up. You want to feel bad, but it's also at the same time. It's like I, I feel like people have to know what they're doing at some point. Home alone, half on a bait. <laughs> Wait, what? Shit, <sighs> crazy. Should we name this podcast Half on a Bait? <laughs> Shit literally says half on a baby radio version. How did you play that on the radio? Radio version. <laughs> How did they get up on a get up on a room? Don't put me out. Suicide. 
Nigga, what? <laughs> I can turn back the hands of time. We're looking at R. Kelly's track list for the audio listeners. A second Kelly. Half on a baby is crazy. I believe I can fly. The yeah, obviously that's. A- I'm trying to think. Like, what did he tell these producers? When a woman is fed up, she, yeah. When a woman, that is, yeah. I actually like that Keith Murray song too. Black panties, the 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 tile, the cover itself look crazy, folks. Cookie, I actually remember liking that song. Leg shaking. I don't remember that song. But. Oh man, crazy sex. My story, I remember that. Physical. Every posit. He had a song called "Show Me Your Pussy." I'm done. I'm done with this nigga, bro. And you explain. You actually have the nerve. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, nigga. Why? <laughs> he said, "I admit it." I wanted to see what he'd admit. That shit was crazy. I I I saw. Um, you just gave that nigga a string, bro. To I admit it to the songs that say I admit it, part one through three, like it was trapped in closet. So I checked it out. The other songs on there, I ain't look at them songs. I I swear to God, <laughs> God strike me down if I'm lying. I did not listen to any other R. Kelly song outside of I've admitted. There's niggas that listen to the whole album. And it was like, yo, <laughs> you know when niggas like you know when niggas do some sinful shit and they just look at you like, hey. On some bullshit. Like, yeah. hey, the niggas hit me with that. And then, like, I was funny because I was at work. And you know our homie um, that I work with. I was there, and I was telling him about it because I, I was on break. And then I saw it. I'm scrolling, and I see the Shade Room posted. And I was like, what? And then I checked the streaming services. And I was like, what? So then I told him about it. And then he was like, nigga, what? And it's like, he's like, and mind you, I, I like the time I had enough time to listen I want to say all together, if you put all three songs together, they're like 18 minutes. And I listened to it. And then like 25 minutes went by. And then he's like, yo, I went to go listen to it. And I'm just was gone. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like Apple or like Spotify was, like, oh shit, we weren't even supposed to put that on there. Like it was a YouTube, like it was that YouTube album. That just put it magically showed up on your phone. But well, I guess, stay there. well, cause I guess they put it on SoundCloud and SoundCloud, like, like our podcast used to, be uploaded to Apple because of SoundCloud. So he must have just had it where his old account was like linked. But right. R. Kelly having a SoundCloud link sounds nasty because he definitely was there before SoundCloud. So I don't, I can't think of a time where R. Kelly was uploading songs to SoundCloud in the fu- first fucking place. Because I feel like SoundCloud wasn't around that long ago to where he was fighting all these trials. But this nigga said that I admit I couldn't read. I'm dyslexic. He was getting it. Like when I say he was giving it up. There's a lot wrong with this nigga. He, I still don't feel sorry for that nigga. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he should have got help a long time ago, though. You should have, man. Because all that shit could have been, you know, it could have averted your mind to something else. You know, it could have, you know, made you not a fucking monster. True. Like, just because trauma happens to you doesn't mean you got to cause trauma. But at the same time, I had like his shit was basically trying to get it off. Like, yo, everybody was consensual. I'm like, even if they were, that's nigga, you can't have a sex dungeon. I highly doubt it. You can't have like women that you have sex with, then piss on, then have no nah, nigga consensual or not. Video of it. Yeah, that that was weird. That was weird. 
No, Jay Z went on tour with that nigga too. He's crazy as hell. <laughs> he went on tour with that nigga called the best of the world, the best of both worlds. So something, there's something about bringing worlds together and being the best. And that's like Jay. And then that nigga Jay Z had to come out quick, like yo, I ain't know that nigga was on that. <laughs> I was not with that nigga after the concerts. Nigga was on his own shit. I'm out the way. But yeah, man, let's yeah. Hopefully, um, whatever he's doing, hopefully he's he's hopefully he's getting his ass beat. But at the same time, <laughs> but at the same time, man, you the best beat the best. The best apology you give to somebody and their families is change behavior. So hopefully he is getting the help that he needs, even at his age of what fifty five, some some stupid, some shit like that. He's got to be like in his fifties or something. I don't even know if it's change behavior because could he get out, or is he locked up for life? He's just gonna deal with them consequences, but at the same time, you know, like even if it's even if he does get out, man, you better be on some different shit than where you was out. Oh, speaking you not being no. What? Well, shit. Speaking of a segue like that, nigga, you saw Bill Cosby going on tour. <laughs> yeah, they said Bill Cosby's going on a com- comedic tour. I don't know what kind of jokes this nigga finna get off. I was trying to claim that this nigga was like, oh, he don't remember that. That was so long ago. He dementia. Oh, he old. Nigga, now you're going to let this nigga on the stand up with hecklers and boors and people? That shit's going to be damn near a massacre. That shit's going to be a massacre. He bet not. I'm going to tell you like this. He bet not. They might drug him and whoop his ass. Is crazy as well. I, wait, I don't even know what venue would let you perform. I wonder if venues like you think venues felt that way when Louis C.K. came back to comedy. It was like, yo, I hope this nigga don't like beat off or nothing. Like when you, I don't know, because he's no doing idea. tour. He's doing touring now. Probably Bill Cosby. I was not about doing Bill Cosby. <laughs> Talking shit, mm. niggas playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that nigga is supposedly going on tour. I wouldn't see it. I don't think I would see it. I wouldn't see it because I get secondhand. I get too bad of secondhand embarrassment, and then it's not like TV where you can mute the shit and still watch it. Now you gonna have to hear that. <laughs> you gonna have to hear that. Yeah. I hope he doesn't do it for his sanity and his health. I hope he doesn't do it. That just to me sounds like a bad idea. Mm. Bro, I'm so I'm I'm so I'm so pissed that Prize Picks is still not available in Iowa. Really? No. But they got everywhere fucking else. But we have everything else. As far as betting goes. Yeah. It's so weird. Because we got FanDuel, we got DraftKings, we got Caesars. And we Literally got- everywhere else. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's why it's like nigga, you already got all the other betting sites. Fucking need prize pick for, but FanDuel does something like that. Yeah, where like you really, it's really self pretty self explanatory. It's easy, mm-hmm. you know. Where like you just been okay. Is this is this player going to get more or less? Yeah, you know, and that's pretty much is it. Mm. 
P. Diddy had a baby. P. Diddy out here wilding. This nigga is having a baby, kissing random women while it is young Miami, right? For the city. Yeah, young Miami is like his main thing. I think he's just posted her, if I'm not mistaken. His main thing. That's got to be a beautiful situation. For what? Like you have like a main girl, but... You still out here wilding, having a baby on the side, still kissing other beautiful women, but y'all have an understanding and y'all have this communication. Even though he's P. Diddy and he's probably like 50-something years old. Or he has kids. He has grown-ass kids, I thought. Matter of fact, I think he has a kid that raps, too. Son that raps. Yeah, Sean Combs. Yeah. Got a couple good songs. Then Quincy, I think. Someone with a Q. He's like an actor. P. Diddy out here living his best life. Yeah. Says he got he got to stop threatening people with love, nigga. You know what you're trying to do. You trying to beat niggas the fuck up, but you can't be saying that with like love. This <laughs> nigga like told Kanye, "Yo, send me your address, love." Like nigga, no, you finna fight him. What you mean? <laughs> like you're not this mad to s- ask a nigga send your address with love, and like you're not about to hit him. Yeah, I think when him and Drake got into it, and then he got into it with the actor. But at the to be fair, to give the actor some bail, this was like last Halloween. I don't think the actor knew that was Pitt Diddy under that Joker stuff. I don't think he did either. <laughs> but I think... Me, I just would have thought that was just some random nigga. <laughs> but I mean, if you pull up to the party and everybody in the costume, you got to at least show some people respect. Right. But especially if you out of a costume. You got to put, you gotta put a face to the whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this nigga Bryson Tiller out here looking in a Mario costume drawing. Trying to think of uh, it was crazy as hell when they started playing this music. You see that clip? I saw it, but I never watched. Like I never listened to it. Looked like he was irritated as hell. So what happened in that clip? They started playing. What they started playing? Exchange or something like that. What they was like? Oh, Bryce and Tiller in the house, and then started playing this music. He was like, "Hey, nigga, chill." In a whole Mario outfit. I'm trying to be low key. Yeah. Mm. Um. Andrew Tate, they almost got that nigga up out of here. Um, how do you feel about Andrew Tate? Do you know about him? I don't even. I, I, I've I've seen the name on Twitter and all that stuff, but like I I, I stay out the I was staying out the way of that. Have you seen this like TikToks and stuff like that? No. Mm. You know, I just got to on TikTok. So. Well, I mean, at least like the clips that be on Instagram and all stuff. He, uh, I think what he says to women is obviously wrong because he's kind of misogynistic. But I feel like what he's trying to get out of men is not like a bad mindset of like not saying where men need to be deprived and they're all like women are just they come a dime a dozen or whatever. But like men being on their purpose and having goals and taking care of the family and this and the third. There's gems in his bullshit, but he do be spewing a lot of bullshit. And it's just like when you live that life, it's like and this situation of to where they was like human trafficking or something crazy like that. Um Basically, like when you have a like, you're saying all this shit with a glass house. Like uh, people are pretty much waiting on the demise of your house, and I think this right. was almost the demise, but uh, it just didn't happen. Um, so I don't know what's happening with that. But they found him in Romania just because of the pizza box he had. So they was like, "Oh yeah, that's here. Like you can't get that pizza anywhere else in the world. So this nigga is somewhere here. We gotta go find this nigga." <laughs> and then that's how they found him. And like I said, like I think a man should be on his purpose. A man should. Uh, be able to provide and do this that and the third but i don't 
think a woman is lesser and she should only do these things. So, right. It's just like, do you get the message? And I feel like that's a lot of people's problem is like, people could be extreme. People could be assholes. People could be blunt. People could like literally men, women, black, white, whatever could only say good things, but then say some bullshit. And I feel like what we have to do as people is listen to the good in it. And just ignore the bad. Like, motherfuckers ain't right. Not everybody right. Even Andrew Tate's not right. Like, there's stuff, uh, plenty of stuff I disagree with him on. But a man being on his purpose, a man working 60 hours, man, providing for his family, doing with this and a third. Yeah, I think he should. Like, he even had a clip where he was like, I think he was talking, of course, he was talking to a woman, arguing about a woman. He's like, but yeah, he's like, it, I feel like women, they don't come at stuff from a, like either like they don't cut my stuff at like a respectful value or like a psychology value. And what he was meaning was like, if you don't like your man being on the game so much, you come up to him nagging about the game. If this is the only time he can find peace and the only time he can find something relaxing and something he will enjoys, that's going to only make him want to be on the game more. Right. He's like, well, if you come out of like, you're so smart, you're so talented, you're so this and the third, why do you spend your time just playing the game? And then he's like, all right, well, yeah, I can see that. And now I might be able to do something. Like, it's just how you communicate it, which is true. But obviously, this is an asshole. This is the piece of shit. This is the person that says this on the third. So I can see a world where you don't fuck with him. But it's like, if you listen, that's why I try, I try to listen to people. There's stuff I don't agree with, but I'll at least listen to where I could disagree. And it's just like, look, I move on, too. Like this nigga just because he was everywhere and the best because he got banned and then you know Elon brought him back and this and third. I don't care enough to where it weighs enough on my brain. Right. Like I wanna be on my purpose. I wanna be on my alpha man shit. Wow. Like dog mentality, you know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm I like women, dog. Like I like being around women. I like listening to women. I like respecting women. I like having conversations with women. I'm gonna be around some women. So all the other bullshit, uh, all the other bullshit of talking about some, oh, nigga, uh, like she served me and this other. Yeah, that's cool. But I like getting women as comfortable as possible. I almost hate the fact if I ever feel like a creep. Not saying I'm a creepy person, but, you know, there's been times where it's been awkward or whatever. I When a woman is comfortable, I'm comfortable because I want to make sure she's as comfortable as possible. So to me, that's lit. Like, I like when. She, regards because it's like I feel like it's not that men I don't want to say we we become softer but we like to be babied I like to be babied but I feel like women have women almost I guess for lack of a better term women have a nigga's mindset most women do they have a nigga they have a savage they have a I'm a I, I'm this, I'm that type of mindset, and I'll be, I'll be just trying to talk to girls. I'm like, yo, chill, you good here? Like, I'm not going to fuck you. <laughs> like, relax. You know what I'm saying? Just talk. What's up? And everybody be so guarded and so hard shell. No, nah, I'm strong. Da, da, da. Fuck feelings. And it's just like, no, nah, I want to feel some shit. I'm not gonna let anyone just feel this, but I want to be comfortable enough to where I feel some shit, and vice versa. And I feel like that'd be the world's problem now is everybody just so goddamn guarded. And it's like rightfully so, man. This world's scary out here, though. It is. There's some shit that happens. There's some weirdos. or some killers. or some psychos. It is. And that's. I think that's why I'd be so frustrated because it's like you know, as men, whether I'm not none of those things. Uh, let me just say that. But you have to. 
You still have to work at it. As right. much as you're working as to be a good person, you have to work at that. Right. You you can't just be a good person. So for all the bad that you do, that doesn't necessarily mean you was a bad person doing that. It means you have to work on being a good person. And that's what frustrates me when I get into these situationships or these relationships or these different dynamics with, like, women or even men. Like, I'm working so hard to be a good person to prove that I'm not this thing that you already have this pre-notion of right. that cut me some bail and when like i'm not that's what i'm saying i appreciate when someone feels comfortable so i, I like it pisses me off because it's like damn i'm all right work i get every dude and slid in your dms every dude already right, shooting a shot every dude wants to fuck you and leave blah 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 i'm not like that but at least like i feel like i have to work harder than them uh-huh and it's just like damn i'm just trying to make sure you good and it's like it always feels like an awkward dynamic like i ain't got nothing to do with that nigga bro I'm not him, like, but it's obvious. I get it because you have to showcase that to a person, but it, it'd be so frustrating. And vice versa, I bet it'd be frustrating to to say if like ten, like even if like ten women wanted to fuck me, my guard's still gonna be up because I'm be like, all right, what? Why me? Like what? Exactly. Like what you finna do? Like you a catfish? Like what? You trying to set me up? Like you trying to drug me? And they might just be one to fuck, like. Like I understand the both perspectives, but it's just like it's it sucks just when you know you're a solid dude and you're just working so hard to prove that you're a solid dude all the time. Shit can be frustrating. Yeah, but it's, it's the life we live. It's the world we live in, man. And I don't mind. I don't mind doing that, you know. If I'm rewarded for my effort, yeah. I'm not saying like the first time, like oh, I'm a nice guy. Fuck me. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, if you know me or you have an idea, a notion of me, it's like after a while, it's like, yo, what's up? <laughs> like, yo, do you, why are you so guarded? Because I, I got a homegirl now that every time I talk to her or like I disagree with her or argue with her, she's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, yo, chill, my nigga. I'm, I fuck with you. I'm on your team. I root for you. Chill out. I'm not one of these niggas. <laughs> like, right. you all here about to play defense. We ain't even in offense. Like, yo, what you doing? Is there uh, anything you want to yeah. But, um. Is there anything you want to talk about? Uh. I just want to say this, man. I, I, even though that we haven't been, you know, around for you guys, you know, we're still here. You could talk to us. And anytime you get. You can hit us up, um, whether you have any type of, you know, suggestions for the podcast, making us better, or just um, any type of questions that we could bring up on said podcast. Um, you could reach us at any given time. You know, we're we're not too busy for our listeners. Um, and we just want to make sure that you guys have, have been safe out here and having a very good um, holidays, friends, family, all united, because, you know, I've had a situation where, um, you know, one of my mom's best friends lost a son just a few weeks ago. I ain't going to get into the details, but, like, it was outside of a bar and stuff like that. Mm. But, like, going into, like, Christmas and, like, Thanksgiving and stuff like that and just the feeling of having, you know, your son, like, not there for any of that shit, it. Me, I personally, I, I, I wouldn't want to live, you know, like it'd be, it'd really be like that, you know? So like my mom, 
literally god bless her heart she took like like a week just to like console her and stuff like that and be there for her she went to the wake and all that shit and you know i i was like shout out to mom i was like damn mom like you me like i yeah i could be like if that was with you yeah i'm gonna be there wholeheartedly like it ain't even no question about it or like any one of our niggas Mm -hmm. but like if i'm on the other side like i I wouldn't be bothered. Like I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be like, be like fuck everything. You know. Yeah, I can see a world where I post it to where like people would know. But when people ask, like, "Oh, is there anything I can do for you?" Like, nigga, I want my like, I would want my mom back or something. You know what I mean? Like, if it was like, like, or if it was like, you, I want my best friend back. Like, <laughs> that, I, I appreciate y'all back, yeah. offering all these things, but it's like, nigga, I, I want them back. That's if you can't give them back to me, I don't know what you could really what are we do. Talking about. Yeah, do for but, me, um, but yeah, I just want to make sure everybody's having a safe holiday, man. Because like, you know, like I said before, this world is crazy. There's weirdos, there's freaks, there's fucking, there's killers, murderers out there robbing people. You know, like so, like you just got, you just got to be able to know your situations and know where the fuck you at at all times. And sometimes that may not even be enough. I think that's really why I I want to, like, I don't really have plans to drink or really smoke this year. I really want to be out the mix. Like, if I was, if y'all niggas thought I was out the mix before, I really, because I, I don't I'm know. approaching nine months sober, bro. I don't know. On the alcohol side. I, I don't know where niggas be at or what niggas be on when they be at them places. So, I, I want to be, and when I mean niggas, I mean people in general. I don't want to specify. But, I, nigga, I want to be out the mix. Like, when I say I'm really not here or there, like, because it's just like, bro, I'm, I'm trying to protect home base. I want to at least do what I said I was out to do and take care of mine, make sure they're cool. I might dabble here and there, but I, I'm cool. I'm telling, like, one goal I guess I have for this year, too. I want a relationship. I think once I'm ready for it, of course. I, so, <laughs> I, it might be awkward for anyone out there if I'm talking. But it's crazy. Like, <laughs> when I'm ready for it, and I'm obviously I get those things I want, like a car, new job, this and third. I want, um, I want to be in a relationship. Too old for all that yeah, yeah shit. But I, uh, yeah, if I'm ready for it, I want to just get mine, get my little boo, get my situation, and be out the mix. Make sure Tyler good, make sure K good, make sure my homies good, Ron, all them. But outside of that, I want to be out the mix for real, for real. I get that. Um, We could have a fun one. You want to say, like, our ex about each other? I don't know. Something goofy. What? Like our ics, our personal ics about each other. There's something lighthearted. I feel like this was kind of a, a tense episode. But this is the first one back, obviously. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just had some crazy shit happen to me the other night. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no way in the fucking world. <laughs> you hear me? Man. Without going into too much detail, because obviously that's still. I've, I, I, I was just saying like this. I've never had something like that ever happen to me ever. Like that, that not even being a situation. No, but what I'm saying is like, how did they play it off? Did they try to play it off like that wasn't them? Because that would piss me off. I'm so I know YouTube, Spotify, Apple. I'm sorry, we can't go into too much detail, but we're trying to give you something. But yeah, I, I, I just you know. Just- I didn't see it until. Literally, I came back. So they even say nothing. They just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you show them? No, I'm not like that. I'm not gonna do that. 
I mean, you might as well if you're going. I'm not, I'm not, I'd never do that. If I'm cutting them off, I might. If, I, if I'm cutting them off, I might be like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I, I no, I'm not going to do that because, like, I. <laughs> I guess it just. I guess it happens. I guess it it, I, it depends on how they play it off. Because I've seen a situation where someone played it off, as in yeah, like dinner and everything, man. You know, it was it was it was a good night. It was a chill night. No, what I'm saying is, <laughs> I, like I've I've seen situations where someone played it off, like like say for instance, this is not nothing where we're talking about, but like they was at a person's house. Oh, so. A girlfriend of mine, well, she's a girl, that's a friend. She went on a date with a dude. She might beat me up if she hears this, but mm-hmm. um, he pissed her bed. That's some crazy shit. Man. And he was trying to say, like, this, functions in the bed. this nigga created a whole new scenario. He was like, damn, you was wet as hell last night. <laughs> she was like, nigga, we didn't even do nothing, you nasty fuck. You pissed the bed. She was pissed. She was like, "What you talking about?" What the fuck you talking about, nigga? <laughs> that nigga was I know like, she got to cutting up, nigga. What? She told everybody she was pissed. She cutting to that nigga. I know for real. I was like, "Yo, I I'd be mad." Like, like if a if a girl tried to get that lie off, like, "Oh my god, I was so wet last night." No, it smelled like urine. <laughs> There's a difference. Like, uh, bitch, I can't sleep on this. It's my bed. <laughs> like yo, fuck you talking about? Imagine, imagine she tried to blame the dog or something. Like, let's say you had a cat or something. Like, oh yeah, the cat just went crazy on the bed. I'm like nigga, don't do that. They know what the litter is. <laughs> like oh, no, fuck you. T- <laughs> oh, I wish we could get into it, but that's it's crazy as hell. Man. That's a violation. That if we ever get matter of fact, we're gonna do a Patreon. I don't know when. We're gonna talk about the the most violations you could do. At first, I thought, no, nah, because I can't even really say it, can I? I mean, you could. It'd be nasty as that niggas be like, dog. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I mean, if you I want, can't even really say. If you if you want to take this, if you want to talk, if you want to take this podcast to the next level, and we out of here, <laughs> we famous. I'm, I'm I I can see it. I can oh. see this bitch going viral. I don't know if you want to take it there. <laughs> I can see this bitch going b- viral. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying like this. It looked like it looked like something else, like from the outdoors. It looked like something else from the outdoors. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying like that. I'm gonna put it like that. Is there a scenario where she had? Oh my god, man! Oh, excuse me. Bro. Is there a scenario where they had candy? Like that? It could be something else. <laughs> they so they ain't have like they have po- you can't even say you can't even say the candy they they they, they have pockets and they ain't have nah, nah bro so when they when they got in there they because it was a dress bro oh my no pockets. did they did they fall like did she maybe she fell in some and she just didn't know it my seats listen. My seats in the chali were, I can't, we can't really go into it without even. 
I'm done, nigga. I'm done. Fuck you talking about. I'm done. <laughs> My shit was just detailed. So like I Hey, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful um holidays, man. I hope you got everything you want. I hope your people are blessed. Um just 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 be on the lookout for anything crazy, you know. Throughout your life, just be prepared, man. You know, life is life is ninety percent Ninety percent um, of how you react, and then ten percent of what actually happens to you. So you just got to be, you just got to be prepared for shit happening. Man, um, <laughs> I'm just, done. Nigga. I just called you. <laughs> I'm done, nigga. Oh, oh, I'm done with this gang. Love y'all. Be on the lookout for some merch. I don't know if I'm gonna drop it, but. Pointing around with some ideas. I'm trying to create some merch my damn self because K, K, I'm looking at you, nigga. Taking too long. And some other nigga. I got to tell you some shit off mic that nigga blew me. I was like, what the fuck? Is it about us or somebody else? Both. All right. Um, but, yeah. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast for as little as $1, $4, $9, whatever you could afford. Um, shout out to the good brother Lopez. Always holding it down. Love you, bro. Um, be sure to subscribe to the Patreon. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm going to try to make an Instagram sooner or later. I'm going to try to make a TikTok sooner or later. I'm only one person. I need to hire a team. That's another reason why I need to work. So I can actually hire some people to take some of this load off because I'd be tired as fuck. Um, but yeah, man, hopefully you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I don't know what I'm going to title it. There's so many different wild topics, but that is funny nonetheless. I love you guys. Until next time. Yep. Yeah, bye.